Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Using Your Brain for Success, the show that's all about helping you build a better life by using your brain the right way. I'm Liam Naden and I'm glad you're here. If you've listened to previous episodes of this show, you'll know by now that the cause of problems in your life is the way that you've been using your brain. Your brain is designed to enable you to live your biological purpose, which is to do your best to survive and help in the survival and continuation of the human species. And your best chance of doing that is is by being the best that you can be, physically, mentally and emotionally, your strongest, healthiest and happiest. And problems don't make any positive contribution to your life, so they don't have any natural place in your life. So your brain's job is to ensure that you're at your best. And as we saw in the last episode, your brain also has a mechanism to protect you from any threats or dangers. And that's your fight, flight, freeze or survival state. And it's in this state that you react to any danger by instinct. And it's also in this state that you feel fear, stress and anxiety. But although the fear that you feel when you're in your survival state is ideal for helping you fight off danger, it doesn't work to help you solve problems. In other words, things that aren't in immediate danger. And in fact, it does the opposite. And in this episode, I want to show you what fear really does to your life and how it gets you to do things that make your life situation even worse rather than better. And the damaging effects that being in fear actually has not only on your own life, but on on the lives of everyone in society as a whole. Because as you're going to discover, the underlying cause, not only of your problems, but of the problems of the world, is fear. And as you will see, if we could learn to eliminate fear, except when it's really necessary, then we would transform both ourselves and the world around us. You know, if you look around, and especially if you turn on the news, it seems like the world is overwhelmed with problems. And it may feel like that for you in your own life. Perhaps your your relationship isn't going that well, or at least it's not at the level of intimacy that you'd like. And perhaps you have financial problems. You might be stressed by debt or not earning enough. Perhaps you have problems in your business, and you'd like to find ways to increase your income, but you don't know how. Or things could be going well on the outside, but inside you're still not happy. And for no apparent reason, you might feel confused, frustrated and disappointed by life. You feel like there's something more or something different, but you don't know what it is and you don't know how to find it. Well, you know, I've been in all of those places and I know that it's no fun. But just as in your life, if you look at the world, it seems like there's an epidemic of problems and dysfunction. There seems to be virtually constant conflict, not only between people, but between nations, cultures and even religions. And people are struggling financially. Divorce rates are high and many of the health and education systems seem ineffective. And it's causing people to feel stressed, worried, afraid and confused like never before. And the rates of depression, mental health problems and and even suicide are at record levels. And of course, drug use, violence, in many parts of the world, these are out of control. And it doesn't really appear like things are getting any better. But what most people don't realize is there actually is a solution. And it comes from eliminating the cause of all of these problems. 
And that cause is fear itself. In fact, as I'm sure you're beginning to realize, as I share this information with you on who you are and how your brain works, fear is not the result of problems. Fear is the cause of problems. Now, that's so important. I'm just going to say that again. Fear is not the result of problems. Fear is the cause of problems. And when you understand that, and my purpose in sharing this with you is to help you understand that, then you realize that your only mission in life is actually to remove fear from your life. And when you, you see just how destructive that fear is, and I'm going to share this with you in this episode, when you see how destructive it is, not just for you, but for our planet as a whole, and that, it, and that it's literally robbing you and everyone else of the life you were designed to live, then you are going to want to do everything you can to eliminate fear from your life. Now, the funny thing is we've actually been warned about fear and about how it is the enemy by virtually every great teacher throughout history. They've all told us about the dangers of fear and that we must do everything we can to avoid it. I mean, if you look in the Bible, it uses phrases such as be not afraid, do not fear, have faith, have trust. And it says this over and over, literally hundreds of times. So it's telling us, but why is there this so much emphasis on avoiding fear? Well, it's not just a nice idea. It's vital if you really want to live a life to your highest potential. But even though you're told not to be afraid, you still are. And it's because no matter how hard you try, you can't seem to overcome it. And that's because you're not using your brain the right way. Let's look at fear more closely. I mean, what it really is and the true effects that it has on you and not only on you, but on your behavior and your life and the behavior and lives of others. And when you start to realize the surprising truth about fear itself, you'll understand how destructive it is and why we've been told to avoid it. OK, so what is fear and what causes us to feel it? Well, as you may recall from the last episode, fear is simply your body's response to your brain telling you that there is something in your environment that is a threat. There's something going on right now that could harm or even kill you. And when your brain recognizes a danger, it releases a flood of chemicals that activate something called the sympathetic nervous system. And this diverts all of your physical and mental resources towards defending you from the threat. So your heartbeat and your breathing quicken so that you're stronger and you're faster. And you go into this fight, flight or freeze mode where you start acting by instinct. And the center of control of your behavior moves from your creative and thinking parts of your brain to the survival and instinctive part of your brain. And while the instinctive part of your brain is ideal to protect you from an immediate threat, it puts a strain on your body. So it really is only designed to be used for short bursts of real danger. But if you stay in that state for longer periods, which is what you do if you're feeling stressed, worried, fearful or frustrated for a long period, then it can overload and damage you. And that's why stress is responsible for a large range of health problems. Everything from headaches, sleep problems, digestion issues, to bigger things such as heart disease and even cancers. They've all been attributed to stress. But in fact, there are much more serious effects and problems created by being in a fearful state than just physical problems. 
And these are the effects that it has on your behavior. Now, of course, one of the most obvious behavioral effects of feeling stressed is that your brain looks for the quickest way to relieve your stress. And that often involves doing something that might solve the immediate problem, that might make you feel a bit better right now, but which is not actually good for you in the longer term and can even create more problems. So this can include things such as taking drugs or eating unhealthy foods such as those with, that are high in sugar or that have flavours, or drinking alcohol and even watching mindless entertainment. And all of these are ways that your brain reacts to stress and fear by looking to find you the quickest and easiest solution to removing some of the pain. So you do something that makes you feel better in the moment, but which only covers up your fear. It doesn't actually solve the underlying problem. Or, in other words, what is making you feel stressed, worried or, or afraid in the first place. But fear affects your behaviour in much more profound and devastating ways and which are much less obvious. To understand what these are, you might recall that one of the descriptions we have for the part of the brain that takes over when you feel fear is the primitive or reptilian brain. And it's called this because it is similar to the brain structure of reptiles, which by comparison to humans are a primitive form of life. Because reptiles act without thinking, they act purely on instinct. And that is also what controls our behavior when this part of our brain is in charge. We too act by instinct without thinking. And again, that's good when we're faced with a danger and we don't have time to think. But here are some of the things about your primitive brain that you will see can cause you to act in ways that are harmful to you. Now remember as we start that your primitive brain can't think and it doesn't need or want to because thinking can slow you down your response to the danger and therefore be harmful. So when this part of your brain is in charge, when you're afraid or worried, it blocks out your ability to think properly. And again, that's fine for an emergency situation, but if it blocks out your ability to think, that means you can't evaluate a situation properly. You can't think clearly about what all of the best options and solutions might be for your problem. And as a result, you have very little awareness of the big picture of what's really going on in your environment. Your whole brain is only focused on danger, so it's not able to put that danger in context. It also means that your focus is automatically on all of the negative things rather than anything positive. So for instance, if you are being chased by a lion in the jungle, your brain doesn't want you to see all the lovely flowers or hear all the gentle sounds of the breeze rustling through the trees. That would just be a distraction from the danger. So on a physical level, and this has been measured scientifically, your view of the world is automatically to make everything worse than it actually is. And again, this is perfect if you're facing an immediate danger. Your survival may depend on you being able to see every aspect of the danger. So that is where your whole focus goes to the negative. It's as if your brain is saying, where's the danger? And danger is all that it's on the lookout for. But what if there isn't a real danger? What if you're just worried about something that you think might happen? You're afraid of some future event, such as you might get sick or lose your money. Well, your brain is still looking for a danger, and if it can't find one, it will create one. And in fact, when you're in a state of fear or anxiety, your brain is constantly looking for and finding problems. 
And that's why people become depressed and negative when they have problems and why they see things much worse than they really are. I mean, have you ever met someone who had a wonderful life overall, but they might have one problem that's making them feel unhappy? And it's affecting their life much more than it should. So that rather than being grateful for what they have, all they can see is what they don't have. Well, what they don't realize is that by staying in this fearful state, by using their brain the wrong way, it's keeping them stuck. And it's why no matter how much they get, how successful they are, they will never be happy because their brain is focused on their problems and creating more. Problems are all that their brain is letting them see. The brain is being told there is a problem and so it must find one. And it's why in this state, even if you solve problems, your brain is going to continue to find more for you. You'll never be able to rest and be satisfied with your life. So this is why when people who are stressed, they create all sorts of problems in their head that aren't actually real. It's feeding their primitive brain's need to have problems to deal with. So they worry about losing their job, they worry about getting sick or losing their marriage when none of these things has actually happened or happening in the moment. And maybe it never will happen. So in a fearful state, your brain is designed to make sure that you focus on seeing threats, dangers and problems. And it blocks any part of your brain that might distract you from that or from doing anything other than reacting straight away to the immediate danger right in front of you. So you don't think, you react. And you can't see the big picture, which includes other ways of looking at the situation. But here's what else happens to you when you're in a fearful state. And remember, being fearful also includes feeling worried, frustrated, angry, or any other negative emotion, because all negative emotion has its cause in fear. Now what happens in the state is it makes you more aggressive. Because your brain sees everything in your world as being potentially dangerous, because it's looking for problems, it makes you want to fight back at the slightest hint of a threat. Now this is good for a real threat. I mean, you want to be able to fight an attacker instantly and without thinking so that you have the advantage. However, as I'm sure you've found, reacting aggressively by shouting to scare off an attacker might be effective, but shouting at someone in the heat of an argument or being angry with someone because they say or do something you don't agree with usually only makes things worse. In other words, it makes you feel a bit better in the moment because you got something off your chest, but it only creates resentment and anger after that. It doesn't do anything to solve the real problem in your relationship or the cause of the argument, or to build rapport with the other person, or to get them to feel better about you. All this does, all that aggression does, is just usually make you feel worse and the situation worse. I mean, here are some other ways in which fighting back or reacting aggressively isn't helpful in a problem or in creating a problem-free, happy life for you or anyone else. Here's one, getting angry over something trivial. Look at road rage. People get angry with other people who drive past them. They don't know them, they've never met them, but they get angry, they react to something. They become aggressive, automatically aggressive. Or how about being rude or nasty towards someone who has a different point of view to your own? Isn't this what happens on social media all the time? People are busy abusing each other, <laughs> criticizing each other and really being quite unpleasant just because someone else has a different opinion. 
So aggression, especially without thinking, is very much a behaviour caused by our primitive brain and, and by us allowing it to be in charge. And we do it because we're carrying around fear, anxiety or frustration. The other thing the primitive fear brain does is that it makes you less tolerant of others who are different to you. They may look different, be of a different race or culture, have different religious beliefs, or even just have a different point of view about something. And this is because in your fearful survival state, your brain makes you think tribally, where members of your own tribe, who can keep you safe in times of danger, well, they're your friends, but everything from outside of you, everything from outside of the tribe, is the enemy. And of course, this is the cause of wars, religious conflicts, etc. But, but also on a smaller scale, it's what makes people unwilling or unable to accept the behaviours, beliefs, attitudes and feelings of other people. It makes people scorn those who do or say something different to them. So a culture, a community might say something like, we're all helping each other to create a great society. We're doing it for the good of our society. We love each other. We're tolerant and we love other people. But they show complete intolerance towards anyone who doesn't share their mainstream view. And they may ridicule or make outcasts of people, not because they have taken the time to understand what these other people are saying or doing, and come to the conclusion that perhaps what that, what that other person is saying might be harmful to them or to their society or community. But they're merely reacting because those people are different. And because our brain, when it sees something that it doesn't understand or appears on the surface to be different, it thinks it might be a danger and it's going to react accordingly to eliminate that threat. You know, it wasn't so long ago that the accepted truth was that the world was flat. And people were thought to be mad and they were even imprisoned for thinking anything differently. And they weren't labelled mad because all of their evidence was examined and proven to be wrong. It's not what the authorities or people did. They didn't go, well, if you think the earth isn't flat, let's look at the evidence. No, they didn't look at that. They simply said they discarded it because they weren't part of the tribal mentality. And of course, you can see this right up to the present day when information and ideas are presented and immediately thrown out by people without even looking at them to check to see if they're true or not. Now remember, the basic characteristic of the primitive brain is insecurity, because it's supposed to be insecure. Its job is not to be secure. Its job is not to miss out on any threats. And that's why it's always finding problems and dangers. But if you allow your primitive brain to be in charge, which is what you do when you feel fear, then it's going to make sure you always do have problems and dangers in your life. Now, the next thing we know about the primitive brain is that because it's always insecure, it's always trying to get more. With your primitive brain in charge, you can never see that you have enough. You always want more, and you always think that security and happiness will come when you get just a bit more. So that's when you earn more money, or when you fix the problems in your relationship, rather than appreciate the good that is in it already. When you get the better house, or the car, or you take the holiday, that's when you're going to feel secure and happy. That's what your brain, your insecure primitive brain is telling you. And it's telling you that that is when you will stop feeling worried or afraid. But of course, when you get those things, you still don't feel safe because your primitive brain is in charge. And that's continually seeing more danger so that you need more and more. 
and it becomes an endless and futile game trying to find security and happiness this way. And of course, one thing you, your primitive brain wants is more power. Seeking more and more power is also a characteristic of the primitive brain. Needing more power, and in fact needing more of anything, is because your primitive brain can never feel secure. And that's the real reason why wealth and power in themselves never bring true happiness and security. There's a saying, power corrupts. And it does because the fear-based brain, which always wants more, will even do unethical or even immoral things to try to satisfy its need for more. And it's why so many leaders throughout history, in their quest for more and more power, they end up putting power ahead of the very people that they lead. And don't we see this everywhere? The quest for more power, more money, more stuff, and the belief that if you have just a bit more than what you have, you're going to feel happy and secure. I'm sure you've probably felt this. I know I have, and it's what controlled me for most of my life. But it all comes from fear and being controlled by a part of your brain that always wants more. When it comes to power, another thing to realize, realize about fear is that it makes you much more able to be controlled and, and submit to the power of others. Now, the reason for this is that when you're feeling afraid, you're obviously not able to think rationally. But, and you're much more open to someone else, especially someone who appears to be an authority figure, you're much more open in a, on a mental state to have them tell you what to do or to tell you what to believe. You become much more able to be influenced by hierarchy, by rules and by authority, rather than by your own internal guidance system. And it's as if your brain is saying, what's the fastest and easiest solution to this problem? Well, that person seems to know what they're saying or doing, so it must be the answer. I'll do what they tell me, and I'll believe what they tell me. Now, again, this is useful when you're facing an immediate danger. In a tribe, the members need to follow the orders of the chief without question. If another tribe is attacking, or if, say, a fire is destroying the village, someone needs to coordinate and make a decision. And, of course, this is why military leaders have used fear as a tool to train obedience amongst their troops, throughout history. You need to get your men to obey your commands without question if there is a threat, if you are at war. And you need to make sure they will do what you say without hesitation or questioning, even if they are things that those people would never otherwise do, such as kill another person. And this is why seemingly rational and normal people do irrational things when they're in a state of panic or fear. Or when they've, been, when they've been told by their leaders that they must do so. And political leaders and corporations and anyone else who wants to influence human behaviour have always known that fear is the most powerful tool of control. I mean, 75 years ago, the Nazi leader Hermann Goering testified at the Nuremberg trials after World War II. And these were the trials of the top Nazi uh, leaders. And he was asked... How did you make the German people go along with all of this? And he's, his reply was very interesting. He said, it's an easy thing. It's not anything to do with Nazism. It has to do with human nature. You can do this in a Nazi regime. You can do it in a socialist regime. You can do it in a communist regime. And you can do it in a monarchy and a democracy. The only thing that a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. And if you can figure out something to make them scared you can get them to do anything that you want. Interesting, isn't it? 
Or perhaps you're thinking at this point, well, this paints a rather bleak picture for us as humans that fear creates so many negative effects. But what can I do about it? If fear is the enemy, and it is, how can I get rid of it? After all, I just feel so overwhelmed by my problems and the problems of the world. Well, it is possible to remove your fear. And as a result, not only transform your life, but the world around you. And when you realize that fear is the problem, the only problem, then you also realize that your mission in life, and really your only focus, should be to get rid of fear. And when you do, you no longer feel the need to struggle to try and figure out solutions to your problems. You don't need to pray, you don't need to meditate or learn a new technique, try to think positively, work harder, gather more information, or try to do such things as influence your subconscious mind or change your beliefs. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to learn anything new. You don't need to improve or fix yourself. Because you realize that you're actually perfect as you are. And it's only been because you've been using your primitive brain to run your life by keeping you afraid, and it's been constantly finding problems. That's the only reason that you've convinced yourself that you're not perfect. So all you need to do is get rid of your fear and then everything else will solve itself. You'll find the answers to everything that you need, everything that you're looking for, because instead of reacting using only your very limited primitive brain, you'll be using the full resources of your entire brain. Now that's what I teach through neurostate rebalancing. Neurostate rebalancing is an effective method to uncover the fears in your life that have been holding you back and to get rid of them. So you stop letting your reactive survival brain run your life and keep bringing you problems. And it frees you to finally live as you're designed to live by using your brain the right way, the way it's designed to be used. So if you really want to take control of your, your life by using your brain the right way, check out my Neurostate Rebalancing Coaching Program on my website. But for now, imagine what your life would be like if you had no fear. I mean, what things could you accomplish if you had all of the resources of your brain working for you? All of your creativity, your imagination, your inspiration, and your thinking. And being able to fully express love, not only to the people who are important to you, but to everyone you meet and come in contact with. If you had no fear, what would you get rid of from your life that is causing you pain right now? Would you shut down that part of your business that is losing money and causing you nothing but stress? If instead of being afraid, you knew that a better opportunity was right around the corner? Would you end that relationship if it's filled with arguments, abuse, and for all intents and purposes is dead, and it's not serving you or, any, or the other person, would you end it? If you knew that doing so didn't mean that you were a failure, and if you also knew that a much healthier and more loving relationship was just around the corner. And how would you act differently in your life? Would you tell people how you feel and think without being afraid you would upset them? And would you allow anyone else to be free to say or, or do anything to you without the fear of you being upset? Imagine how your relationships with everyone you know could be transformed if there was no fear. Imagine your relationship with your spouse or partner. How much better would it be if you could each be yourself without fear of upsetting the other? Where you actually loved each other unconditionally, which means you allowed them to be and do whatever they wanted 
knowing it was their right? And will they let you do the same without judgment or criticism? And of course, I'm not talking here about doing something intentionally to hurt someone else. And imagine being able to say hello to a stranger in the street without being afraid of getting a negative reaction. Imagine getting rid of aggression from your life, of, being, of smiling and being patient with the slow checkout operator in the supermarket, of not being annoyed if your plane flight is running 10 minutes late or if a company gives you bad service, of not getting upset or angry about someone you read on, about on social media or about what you hear some politician doing. And imagine a society where we all tolerated each other's views, where we didn't label others who look or think differently to us as being a threat, and where we truly evaluated what we were being told by our leaders rather than just blindly following them. In other words, imagine being in a world where you are able to be yourself, the highest expression of you, filled with joy and purpose and in the flow of your life without problems and where everyone else was being themselves too. And in a world where you didn't have problems because your brain wasn't constantly looking for them. A world where you could wake up every morning and feel excited about your day and your life, looking forward to what you were going to be able to create and do, rather than waking up feeling dread at all the problems you had to deal with. Where you woke up with a smile on your face and a kind word to everyone you met throughout the day, and where you felt excited for the future because you knew only good things were going to happen rather than being worried. And where you replaced fear and stress with love and compassion towards everyone, everything and above all to yourself. That's the way you're designed to be. And all you need to do is to get rid of that fear that is controlling and stopping you from being who you really are. And that comes from using your brain the right way which is based on love, not fear. That's all for this episode of Using Your Brain for Success. I look forward to sharing with you in future episodes so much more about how you can truly create an extraordinary life using the incredible power of your brain. But if you'd like to eliminate fear from your life and really start living to your highest purpose, enroll in my Neurostate Rebalancing Program. You will learn how to identify and remove the fears that have been controlling your life for so long so that you finally start living the life you're designed to live. You'll find the details at my website, liamnaden.com. Thanks for listening. All the best and bye for now.